Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. The question is this that I'm posing to you today is what should I do with the Bible? And I want you to know there's, there's three things that I want you to do with the Bible. And we're going to say these over and over today because I want you to get them. And here they are. They're coming up on the screen. You ready? Let's say them. Learn it, love it, live it. Okay, now what do I want you to do with the Bible? Learn it, love it, live it. What are you going to do with the Bible? Learn it, love it, live it. That's it. That's what you're going to do with the Bible. You're going to learn it, then you're going to love it, and then you're going to live it. Amen, everybody? Amen. It changes your life. So I want to just give you those three things. I want to break those down today. And so what, we, what we're going to do with the Bible is that we're going to learn it, we're going to love it, and we're going to live it. So the first one, number one, is that we want to learn the Word of God. We want to learn the Word of God. I'm so passionate about God's Word. The Bible says in Psalm 119, look what it says in Psalm 119 and 9 through 11. It says, how can a young man keep his way pure? That is a great question for 2023. Amen, everybody? With everything throwing themselves at uh, our young people and at us, my goodness gracious, how can a young man keep his way pure? An old man as well. By living according to your word, I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word, where everybody? In my heart heart, that I might not sin against you. You see, sin is doing things that God says not to do. And the reason God hates sin and doesn't want you to do these things is because they hurt you. It It doesn't hurt God as far as when you sin, it hurts his heart because it hurts you. And what I like to tell you is this, is that sin will destroy your life from the inside out. But God's Word will heal your life from the inside out. Amen, everybody? It'll heal you. Look at the next verse with me. Psalms 119, 105. Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my what, everybody? My path. The Bible is your connection to right direction. (laughs) Did you hear that? The Bible is your connection to right direction. And what, what, what I'm trying to tell you is that when you, when you read God's Word and you live by God's Word, 90% of all your decisions are already made. It simplifies your life. You don't, you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about a lot of things the world worry about. Am I going to cheat on my wife? No. The Bible tells me not to, right? That's right. Am I going to... Am I going to kill the person who aggravated me? No. Now, I might think about it, but I'm not going to do it. Right, everybody? Am I going to steal something from my neighbor because they got something that I want and I can't afford it, so am I going to steal it? No. Why? Because the Bible says not to. The moral code that we have comes from the B-I-B-L-E, everybody. And so if the reason that my life is simplified because there's a lot of decisions that many people are making that I don't have to make because they're already made for me. Amen? And that makes my life very simple. It's not complicated at all. It makes it easier. It makes life less complicated. 
Now, look at the next verse with me. John, Jesus said this, John 8 and 31 and 32. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you're really my disciples. And then you will know the what, everybody? The truth. Now listen, there's only one truth. <laughs> there's not my truth and your truth and grandma's truth and Sally Sue's truth. There's one truth. Amen? Amen. All right. Okay. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now what I want to tell you is this, is that many people begin reading the Bible and they will say, well, I started reading the Bible, uh, Pastor Jeff, but you know, I wasn't getting anything out of it. Well, let me tell you something. It's never about what you're getting out of it. It's what's getting in you that matters. Amen. And so listen, I got this water right here and I got this cup. I want to show you this illustrates our lives. So we'll start at the beginning in January and say, I'm going to read the Bible this year. And so we'll read just a little bit of the Bible. And we, look, you can't tell, nothing's different on the outside. And, and we'll, we'll just read the Bible and our life will go along. And we'll quit reading the Bible and say, well, it didn't really make a difference in my life. And, but what I want to challenge you to do is don't stop reading. Just keep reading and keep reading and keep reading and keep reading until you are full of the Spirit. Now, let me just back up here just a moment before I go any further. Notice that when we, our opening passage was this, is that the Bible said that, that the scriptures are God-breathed, right, everybody? That God breathed the scripture. What does that mean? That means that, that when God formed Adam and Adam out of the dirt, he breathed the breath of life into him and Adam become a living being. With the word of God, the Bible says that God's word is God breathed. That means that men wrote the Bible, but God inspired it. He breathed on them and they wrote the words. And what that means is this, is that every time that you read the Bible, it's like God breathing on you. Amen, everybody? The, the spirit of life. And so when you read the Bible, you become full of the spirit. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 7 and verse 37 and 38 that from you, living water will flow out of you. Why? Because God's word's in you. What does that mean? That means that whenever something happens in your life, a difficulty happens and you get, it, it bumps you. It takes, it takes you down a little bit. What's happened to everybody? What's in this cup is coming out of this cup, right? And so the reason, the reason that's important for you is because if you got God in you in the difficult moments, guess what? God's going to come out of you. Amen, everybody? That's, that's, that's why, see, it's, it, that's why I didn't cuss you out. It's because I put God in me. And had I not had God in me, I would have cussed you out. You know, that's why I could do good to you when you were doing bad to me. Because I wanted to do bad to you. But God's word inside of me come out of me. And it made me hold on. Amen. See, 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 see this, watch this. See, I can't chew my tongue that much because it would fall out of my mouth if I had to chew my tongue that much. I got to have something greater than my willpower to chew my tongue. No, I got to have Holy Spirit power to keep myself under control, amen? Because I'm, I'm a bad man without the Spirit of God inside of me. The only good, the only good that you see of me is what's inside of me. It's, it's not me, everybody. And it's not you. You will never do good on your own. You'll never be good on your own. But the more of God's Word you pour in, the better you'll be. 
Amen. Amen. See, what's in you is going to come out of you in the bad times. Because you can fake it so long, but you won't make it so long because something's going to happen and bump you. Amen. What's in you will come out of you. The Word of God is powerful. And we're saying do good this year. And you need the Holy Spirit to help you. Amen, everybody? Because you're going to be tested. You understand that, right? You're going to be tested. The moment you say, well, I'm going to do good. See, it's, it's right before you spin them out, you do good. Say, oh, no, I'm going to do good. You let them go. I was, I was in traffic uh, yesterday, and, and you know how it is that they had a lane closed. On 130, they had a lane closed. And why does that person want to run all the way up to the front to try to cut in front of me? I'll tell you why. I'm called the devil. Because I'm tempted. Because I'm the guy that says, oh, no, you're not. You ain't getting in here. No, you, you should get yourself back there. You cut in front. You ain't cutting in front of me. See? But I said, no, I'm going to do good. And there Rhonda was. See, Rhonda was a nervous wreck because here they come. And she's like, oh, no, he's going to go do I said, come on in. There's a God. So I want you to take a next step with me. I want you to check this connection card here. It says, I will read the Bible for 10 minutes a day, five days a week at what time? Mine is 5.50 in the morning. That's when I do that. When are you going to do it? A.M. or P.M. When are you going to do it? I want you to, I want you to write it on this card. And I want you to write it in your notes. When are you going to do it? Because the moment that you write it, see, you'll, say, you'll think about it. Ten minutes. Because it'll change you. All right, I've got to move on. So what are we saying? We should, what, are, what should we do with the Bible, everybody? What are we going? Learn it, love it, live it. What are we going to do? Learn it, love it, live it. Okay, so let's love it now. Love the Word of God. Love the Word of God. Look what the Bible says. And again, in Psalms 119. Oh, how I love your law. Now, he, again, he's talking about the Bible, the first part of the Bible. I meditate on all day long. Your commands, watch this, your commands make me what, everybody? Wiser. They make me wiser than my enemy. For they are ever with me. Let me tell you something. The Word of God doesn't make you weaker. It makes you wiser, and that makes you stronger. Amen, Amen everybody? Amen. See, you're not as smart as you think you are. Many of you have been Christians a long time, and you've excelled. You've done, you've, you just, you have gone up, and you think, well, I've gotten smarter. No, you've gotten wiser. It's God's Word that's working inside of you that's favored your life. I was with a man the other day and a guy that's building our house and he was talking about, he said, you know, I, I've never, I've never uh, done this good on a project. I said, because you never work with me. <laughs> I'm, 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 I mean that not, not for my sake, but because God has favored my life Amen. and he's favored your life. Amen, everybody. Amen. You're walking with God's favor. And so we should expect good things to happen. Amen. Amen. Look at the next verse. 1 Thessalonians 2 and 13. And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, 
not as the word of men, but as it actually is the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. The word of God is working in you. Paul was talking that he said, listen, you've received it and it, and it will never change you until you receive it. Amen? Amen. And I want you to love it. I want you to love the word of God. And that's why I'm challenging you today is to learn it, love it, and live it. I want to show you a picture here. I've, I've been holding this picture for about a year and a half. You see that picture right there, that police car on a beach? And you see me standing there with chemo, and there's a big guy on the ground there and a lady. Okay, we can take the picture down. About a year and a half ago, matter of fact, chemo has only been with us about, a, about three or four weeks. We took our staff to a conference in uh, South Carolina. It was like in October. And as we took them, you know, I decided that night, I said, hey, we'll go get some dinner that night. There was a restaurant right there on the beach. And so we went and we put our name and, you know, we had to wait. So I said, hey, I think I'm just going to walk down here to the edge of the beach. And I would not walk into the sand because I didn't want to get sand in my shoes. I'm funny about that. I love the ocean, but I hate the sand. I just get it all over me. And so I stand right there on the edge of the concrete. I'm looking out, and all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see this uh, couple coming down the beach, and, they, and they, they're, they're sort of jostling toward each other. I, I think, man, look at them lovebirds. They're having fun. And all of a sudden, he grabbed her by the hair of the head, pulled her down, and began to kick her like this. <laughs> kick her. Well, I just took off running toward him, yelling, hey, stop it, stop it, stop it. And so he wasn't stopping. And so chemo, because he'd only worked here about three weeks and he was under 90 days parole. <laughs> uh, maybe parole is not the right word to use. <laughs> Anyways, he had 90 days to prove himself. He's over here. <clears throat> He's still on parole. No. <laughs> I don't know if that's what, but he decided to run with me. We get over there, and I'm trying to get them apart. He's grabbed her, but she's, he's, she's a small lady, and he's, he's a big, he's 20-something he's, uh, years old. He probably weighs 270 pounds. Here I am, 170 pounds. And so what does a 170-pound man do? I'll tell you what he does. He grabs a woman and gets her away and says, chemo, get him. <laughs> That's what he does. But I want to tell you, I want to tell you, Chemo the hero. I want you to know, he put that big man on the ground. He did. And he stood on top of him until the cops got there, and I just encouraged him the whole time. True story. I said, you know what? I knew we'd get arrested one day. Now, the reason I tell you that story is because an instinct kicked in, an instinct. When I saw that lady being beaten, you know what's crazy? Is while all that was going on, you know, and I was getting ready to give them the right and the left and all this stuff. <laughs> That's my story. <laughs> but what I want to tell you is, 
is that the instinct kicked in to just go. I didn't think about how much bigger that person was to me. And what amazed me was is when, you know, when I come to my senses after I realized what was going on, I turned around and looked and there was 40 people on the beach doing this. Yeah, filming us. I'm like, hey, if you would let me know I was going to be on television, I would have dressed for the occasion. <laughs> but the reason I'm sharing this with you is instinct. It was, it was an instinct for, of ours to run and rescue that person who was in distress because we cared about them. You know, it was a person being hurt. And I want to tell you something. When it comes to the Word of God, I want it to be your instinct that you defend it. You know, I, no, 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 no. You, this is like talking about my mama right here. Yeah. Amen. When you talk about the Word of God, it, 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 it does something to me because I, I know what it's done for me. Yeah. I know how it's changed me. I know that I would not be where I am. I know that I would have been arrested. I would have been in jail a long time ago. I would have been strung out. I would have been an alcoholic. I would have been divorced by now. But the Word of God has kept me, so I take it personal. And so if you if you got an issue with the Word of God, then my friend, I, I'm sorry, but don't be hating on it around me. Because I don't take kindly to that. We'll talk about it. But just don't curse it. Amen? Amen. All right, love it. What are we saying, everybody? Why should I, what should I do with the Bible? We're going to learn it, love it, and live it. That takes us to the number three is we're going to live it. Remember, it's alive. The Word of God is alive. One of my favorite passages of the, that uh, Jesus taught about his word are found in Matthew chapter 7 and 24 through 27. Look what it says. When I read this to you, I just want you to look and see the difference. See if you can define the difference between a wise person and a foolish person. See if you can understand what Jesus says is a wise person and a foolish person. Here he goes. He says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a what? Like a wise man. Who built his house on the rock? The rains came down, the streams rose, the wind blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Now, did you see the difference between a wise person and a foolish person? Did you see that? Did you catch it? You online, did you catch it? Do I need to read it again? The, the, the only difference between a wise person and a foolish person, both of them heard the word. Both of them come to church on Sunday and said, give it to me, pastor, give it to me. Woo! Amen, pastor. Woo, you preach, man. Woo! But then they... Both walked out with the opportunity to be wise. Hearing the word didn't make them wise. It was the ones who put it into practice that made them wise. See what I'm talking about? That's why, that's why at SCC, we're all about practicing the word. That's why I want to give you practical teaching. See, I can give you teaching that you don't understand and make you think that I'm, I'm wise. 
You see what I'm talking about? I could try to impress you with words that you don't understand and things you don't understand. And you can walk out of here and say, man, that pastor really knows the Bible. Woohoo! He's something else. But then you walk out of here and then your life in the middle of next week, it means nothing. So I determined that I would give you something every week that you could walk out of here and put into practice. See, that's why we say things like, do good. Because <laughs> you can be accountable to do good, amen? If I taught you about the red heifer in the Old Testament, you'd be like, whoa, I know a heifer, but it ain't red. <laughs> oh, never mind. No. <laughs> the Bible says is that we're to build our house upon the rock. Now, have you ever seen like a, a house that's built on the sand? I, I got a picture of one here that, see, it was built close to the ocean and, and it's washing away because it's built on the sand. It, it's, it looked good for a, long, a, a good amount of time, but when the storm came, when the winds blew and the waves rolled in, it crashed. But when you build your house on the rock, everybody, when you build your house on the rock, the same storms come. You see, my, the, the storms I have are the storms you have. And the storms you have are the storms I have. And the only thing that's going to matter in your life and in my life is that, is it built on the rock or is it built on the sand? And the only way you're going to build your life on the rock is that you read the Word of God and you do the Word of God. You read the Word of God and you do the Word of God. You put it into practice. That's the only way. That's why I like, listen, we're saying do good. Why? Because it makes you put it into practice. But listen, just if you put those words, do good, one of our prayer partners said this morning, if you put those words, do good, in front of your marriage, then guess what? It'll change your marriage. If you put those words, do good, in front of your, in front of your uh, eighth grade class tomorrow, it, it will change the eighth grade. If you put the word, do good, in front of your job tomorrow, it'll change the way you do your job. Amen, everybody? Changes you. Changes you. It not only changes you, but it keeps you. I'm going to share something with you I've never shared publicly. And I went through a season in my life about 15 years ago that failure was everywhere. from a man who fears failure. The worst thing in my life is to be a failure. That's what I've always felt like. But if you looked at my life then, I was failing in, in my marriage. I was failing as a parent. I was failing as a pastor. I was failing financially. Everywhere you looked in my life, there was failure. And I was reminded of that every day by the devil, that what a failure I was. My brother and I decided to take my dad on a trip because my dad had never flown on an airplane. And we said, we're going to take him out to the Grand Canyon. We got my dad on an airplane and he, we flew to, uh, out to Las Vegas and, and immediately got a car and took off. We drove over to Arizona and, and up to the Grand Canyon. 
And in that season, while I was going so bad, I remember walking by the Grand Canyon. And if you've ever been to the Grand Canyon, I mean, you're just right there, and it's thousands of feet down right there. And I remember walking by that Grand Canyon, and something inside of me was saying, jump. Just jump. Just jump. kidding you I never understood that before but it was like there was something just pulling me I don't it was real it was like a real force was saying just jump just just jump just jump and the only reason I'm here today is because the word of God that I'd hid in my heart during that moment, listen, it's the same temptation Jesus had, everybody. And again, I'm a little embarrassed sharing this with you, but I, I want you to know that what it's meant to me, the Word of God is meant to me, because at the same, while that was going on and I was feeling, it's like something was pulling me, and I can't explain it. It was horrible, it was evil, and it was like I was having to sort of fight to just sort of stay, because I would, it's like, go! And the only thing I can tell you is that the Word of God kept me. And it was like Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, I know the plans I have for you. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you. Plans to give you a hope and a future that you don't have to end it. You don't have to go over that ledge because I've got you. When everything else, when nobody knew what was going through my mind, the Holy Spirit of God knew and the Word of God that was deep within me, it kept me in those moments. And let me just tell you something. It didn't just keep me then. It keeps me every day. Every day of my life. It's the Word of God that guides and directs and leads and gives me the strength to be who I am. I am a man of God who has the Word of God inside of me, guiding me, directing me, leading me, providing for me. It's the Word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God. The B-I-B-L-E, everybody. It's the Word of God. The word of God. You can be seated. It keeps you. It leads you. And it moved me out of that season. And some of you are in a season right now. And the devil's told you the same thing is that you're a failure. You'll never get out of this. Your life will never be what you thought it could be. You're never going to get there. Look at you. But I want to tell you, he's a liar. 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 And the Word of God will pick you up. So today, if you're in this room and you're not a Christ follower today, I want to give you that opportunity. Because without the Spirit of God inside of you, You'll be empty, but you don't have to be empty. You can be full. Let him do his work in you. Would you bow your heads with me, everyone? Those of you watching online as well. And if you'd like to receive Jesus today as your Savior, to change your 2023, then I want you to just say this prayer with me.
Dear Heavenly Father, I, come into you, I ask you to come into my life right now. Forgive me of my sins. And I ask you to save me because I can't save myself. Save me, Lord Jesus. Save me, Lord Jesus. I believe in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give God a hand for all the people that prayed that prayer? Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.